your soul! How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Coffins and Coffee on this very dark and dreary, rainy day in Atlanta, Georgia. So if you hear the pitter-patter of raindrops falling on the patio and on the roof, it's because it always rains in Georgia, and then it gets incredibly, incredibly hot. Yes, it's incredibly, incredibly late over there as well. It is, as often is the case, especially when I'm in work mode, in boss mode, as the kids say. <laughs> I think they still say that. Um, yeah, it's late. It's midnight here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I just got done working. Fun. So there's, it's never too late for us to talk to you millions upon millions of listeners <laughs> from all around the world. So in spite of the fact that I would love nothing more into crawl under the sheets i'm gonna we're gonna talk about something pretty cool and pretty fun that we thought might uh help everyone out because we know if you're like us well if you're like us you're separated by this disease that is killing my soul the longer it keeps me away Mm. from my beloved but also like us is you, you probably love traveling and you've been unable to yeah which, you know, uh, is is part of the reason why we're doing this podcast remote because um, one year ago, actually yesterday, actually yeah. two days ago, officially, we meant to record this two days ago, but again, <laughs> two days ago in American time, this lovely lady across the screen for me foolishly said yes when I proposed marriage to her. And unfortunately, we it's almost been a year since we've seen each other in person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, October. Yeah, it was your, at your brother's wedding. Yep. So, you know, like like most people, lots of people, they're unable to, to travel. And we're unable to travel to one another to celebrate this occasion. Um, so we thought, well, if we can't, literally travel to one another maybe we'll take this opportunity to uh use our imaginations a little bit you know mr rogers taught us how to do it use our our memories astral project into a a different time a mere year ago when the world wasn't existing behind proverbial iron bars Mm-hmm. to be fair as well when you proposed i didn't say yes i said what are you sure? Really? Are you sure? Okay. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I think I actually had to make sure I got a firm answer from you. You did. It's really fucked too, because I had this great plan. I mean, it it mostly worked, <laughs> as these things do. So my so we got engaged at an alchemy museum in uh, the Ch- uh, Republic of Czech Czech Republic, and um. Banana Republic, and no. it wasn't a Banana Republic. Are those even oh, around can anymore? Imagine if that we thing. Were engaged in Banana Republic. <laughs> Did you know I used to work at one? Did I ever tell you that? I'm sorry. Yeah, I used to be a manager at a Banana Republic. Oh, I had yeah, children would be you know, assholes. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Those people were trying to steal clothes. No, but we we got engaged at an alchemy museum where were presumably the the famous alchemist. Um, 
it wasn't John D. It was Edward uh, Edward Kelly used to perform Alchemy for the Czech King, and um, there's a museum there that has this really cool sort of like like imagine Tron legacy, right? Like it's got this sigil-y thing on the ground and it lights up and um, it's got all these inscriptions on the wall. And a friend of ours had, had previously visited it and I'd seen the photos. And I was like, that's so cool. And I thought it was like really awesome. This idea of like, you know, a marriage proposal being sort of symbolic of al- or alchemy rather being some symbolic of two people joining together under the you know under marriage right like it's two separate elements coming together to form something new and i just i love you know art housed myself into loving this idea so the problem was this was a long vacation that started in amsterdam then went to berlin then went to prague a metal festival in prague or outside of prague and then finally rounding around to we had some time to actually explore the city so for like 10 days i've got to hide this ring in my bag and i nearly and found move it. it around in the car remember huh? i was looking for something in your what? bag and you got real mad at oh, me. I know. Like, what are you doing what are you looking for uh, and i'm like i was just looking i can't remember what i was looking for was you know in retrospect yeah well because i had to keep moving it around because if i ever left it in one spot you know either in my backpack or in my bag at any given point like like what almost occurred you, I know you. You just reach your hand in for something, and find it. And it's you know it's a ring box, so it's not like, I mean, I, and I I guess I could have put it in something like more nondescript, but this particular ring box had like a light in it, so when you opened the ring box, it actually shined a light on the ring. Because it was a dark was place a fi- that you proposed as well, so like that was like foresight. Well, yeah, and it just thought it was cool, right? So so you almost discovered it once. I managed to keep moving it around. In retrospect, I should have gotten like a flashlight or something and put it in there. <laughs> you know what's the funny? probability that you <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> Cause I don't think you would have looked in there. You know, might have. Uh anyway, right. somehow I managed <laughs> to keep you from discovering this ring box. We get to the place. I'm trying to figure out the right time. We get there and these fucking people they won't leave. They just linger around this area. Lingerers. Right? And I'm tr- and it's not a this portion of the museum was not very big. So like I'm trying to bide my time reading all this stuff. You're clearly ready to move on. And I keep trying to like bide my time into these fucking people get out of my space. And then when we get in there, they finally leave. We walk in, we're looking around. I don't think we did I think we did photos after the fact, right? Well, that was the thing. I was trying to take photos and I couldn't get the settings on my camera right. And it was really dark and I was cracking the shits. And I'm like, I can't get a good photo. This is bullshit. And I'm like trying to figure out all the settings on my thing. And that's when you're like, oh, fuck, now's the time. She's not looking. Her back's turned. <laughs> yeah. And also I panicked. So I meant to do like the traditional like on one knee thing. But in the moment, like... The anxiety level was just, I, mean, I already have like so much anxiety half the time anyway, much less I'm jet lagged. I'm travel lagged. I am uh, extreme metal lagged. I am beer lagged because beer is very cheap in uh, Prague. <laughs> and I, yeah. And I just, I freaking panicked and I just, I couldn't 
get to one knee. So instead, my awkward ass just sort of kind of shuffled behind you and and sort of with with my left arm sort of pull put the you're like your backs to me you're fussing with your phone i kind of like sneak behind you like a creepster <laughs> and with my left arm holding the ring box open i kind of bring it around the back side of you almost like we're spooning yeah <laughs> and then i say very awkwardly me something to that effect i'm pretty sure it sounded even more pathetic than that and that is when you said, what, are you sure? Whatever else you rambled on about that. And then and then I had to be like, is that a yes? Like, I, I don't know. You're killing me here. You got to let me know these things. <laughs> it was like, there was like a meeting of, of awkward people. <laughs> Which could only was, work with the two of us. It's, it was and thankfully, hilarious. Th- thankfully, that beer is two daughters because you said yes. <laughs> obviously under the influence. And and we carried on the rest of our vacation. But because it has it's the anniversary of when we got engaged, or just just after it, I suppose, um, we thought we'd just sort of take a trip down memory lane and talk about that vacation because it was it was super cool. I mean, it might be it's it, it's it is it is it's not even without a shadow of a doubt. It is my favorite vacation I've ever taken. Yeah, it was, it was so great. great. Like we had. Not not want to fight. I mean, we don't really fight anyway, actually. No. But it was like, you know, like most couples, like you've ever seen like like National Lampoon's Vacation, like the, the old trope is like couples fight when they go on vacation or like. Bull and chain. It's bugging me. That's when you. Yeah, that's like when you really get to know if like you're compatible with someone. And um, I thought it was really quite splendid. It was yes, fun. It was splendid. Even when I drank. Too many Jaeger shots and beers. I was complaining because my feet were wet, and it was cold. When was wait? When was that? At the festival. Was that at the oh at Brutal Soul? You probably didn't notice because yeah. you were drinking. <laughs> yeah, it's also possible. So we should talk about Brutal Soul because I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before. Brutal Soul was awesome. That is the fucking coolest festival like I've ever been to. So it's a three day festival that's set in like what would you call that place? It's like a um. It looked like it was like a, a some sort of industrial complex, maybe no, or like a like bomb a, shelter. Yeah, it was like something to do like a military base or, or a fortress. It's a fortress. You're right. Yes, um, I think it's Joseph Fortress. So, like the area where the bands play are, is kind of set down um, in a in a bit of a, a crevasse, as it mm. were, you know, and so. And so on either side of you are these, you know, big, I get they're not mountains, cliffs, big cliffs. No, they were, they had you know? the big stone, like it, it's like a fortress. So it's like stone walls. And then on top there's like grass and stuff. So you could be like watching a band, like, I don't know, fucking, what was it, a combi Christ. And you look up and there's this, these sheep, like walking along this oh, fucking yeah. giant wall. Like just naturally, um, <laughs> like hanging out. It's hanging out, and then there'll be like explosions of fire coming up from the other side, or you'll be staying the there. Plague and doctors. Sorry. The the plague the doctors or the druids yeah. or whatever those dudes were. Yeah, like the druid type guys in their robes that'll just walk along the wall and then just stand there. You're like, oh, okay, this is kind of creepy. I would not want to do that. That's too close to the edge. Yeah, no. Can you imagine if you fell and 
right beneath the cliff is the porta potties. So if you fell to your death, you would literally fall into a vat of shit. <laughs> you literally eat shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was a but, really cool festival. Like it was like cheap in comparison to like a lot of festivals. They had a whole alley of like vegan food. It's fucking dope. Oh yeah. I mean it was a hundred bucks. I mean, yeah. granted, you got to get yourself there and you got to whatever, but the the festival itself was about a hundred bucks. The beer and drinking was like I don't know a dollar or two a bot you know a glass it wasn't expensive at all. No, I think it and was a little bit more expensive than like the rest of the Czech Republic because you are in it is a festival, so they do jack up their prices a little, but it's still nothing, nowhere near the prices you'd pay in like California or here in Australia, like. Oh, I think not at all. Like maybe like $4 for like a drink. We only discovered on the last day they had a cocktail lounge. We were just like, what the hell? And I was ordering Long Island where iced was teas. That? And that was that? It was really close to like the entrance of where all the alcohol stalls were. Remember I got those Long Island iced teas? That was the best. Oh, that wasn't, I mean, that wasn't at the end. That was like the first day. That wasn't the first day. It was like the third day. No, you were drinking the Long Island iced teas pretty early on. What? day is this i don't even know anymore yeah so what was your what was your favorite band at that concert um carpenter brute was amazing um yeah which is which is crazy i think it's crazy considering the type of festival it is Mm. for like an an electronic 80s influenced band to be one of the real highlights of the entire concert they were fantastic combi christ was really good they were Um, great you said Prong Helling? was awesome. Yeah, Prong. Prong um, was great. Um, Batushka. What was a Japanese band that I really liked? Um, that was... Oh, was it Crystal Lake? Mm, I don't remember I can't remember. Now. It's one of those like Japanese techno, hardcore metal bands. There's a couple of them. I think Anthrax? It was, huh? Anthrax? Anthrax was there. Like, yeah, it was great. They had some really, really good bands. Unfortunately, like, Dio pulled out, like, the last minute. Yeah, but we also got M- MLGA and... Um, MGLA. Mugla. MGLA. Yeah, Mugla. And what was the other... There was another headlining band on one of the nights. Do you remember uh, which one it was? It wasn't... Highland. It wasn't Behemoth. No, I know Oh, Highland. Batushka. Batushka, Yeah. Batushka. They were, they were we fucking... do the Batushka. <laughs> they were something else. They were fantastic. But um, in speaking of like Prague, uh, one of the, the places that you proposed in was this. Um, uh, what did they call the Museum of Alchemists and Magicians of Old Prague? Yes, because um, a very famous, like I said earlier, like the a, va- a very famous alchemist, Edward Kelly did a lot of his work there you know back in back in ye olden days um practitioners of alchemy or magic or uh um diviners like they were sponsored they were they were they they had patronage with various royalties i mean it's not like it's it really wasn't a um an art form or science that was available to the average person you know it's not like now where you can just you know go on Amazon or go on to your local mystic shop and buy a, a, a you know pack of tarot cards. Back those days it was it was really reserved for like royalty essentially right. you know. Right, and it wasn't. And just this was Ed one of the Kelly. places. Oh, Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was say, it wasn't just Edward Kelly. It was like John Dee and like a bunch of other alchemists like worked out of there and stuff. That were, weren't they like trying to create the philosopher's stone? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, in general, I feel like that was sort of often the goal of all alchemists. And, you know, again, you could certainly make the argument, depending on different beliefs, you know, what were they selling these pre- princes and kings that were providing them patronage? And was it was it really to truly turn lead into stone or rather lead into gold? Or was there more of a spiritual alchemy occurring and, um, you know, there, the, the powers and the promises of riches were more of something on a on a spiritual or um, divine level, right? Or maybe both. Yeah, I want to say I don't remember if it was if it was John D or Edward Kelly that actually developed an entire like language associated with angels. Yeah, like he he developed a way to sort of speak to them and to right. understand language and to, and so. Um, you know when you when you go to these museums and certainly when you um when you read about them and the way they're presented it's always sort of like you know the modern world sort of sort of poo-poo's old mysticism <laughs> yeah. and, and gnosticism but i think you what you see at least i mean not just in america but in other lots even in prague itself like there is a bit of a resurgence in that you know i think people are starting to look further back We've talked a little bit about this in the past, like yeah, definitely. looking back to older spiritual practices that, you know, survived really up until the the popularity of Christianity. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's funny that like you get a lot of people, like you said, that poo-poo sort of um, oldie-timey mysticism and esoteric uh, things like that, but have have like no problem in believing in like the idea of Jesus or like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, the virgin yeah. birth but, or turning water into wine or, you know. Well, and, and the other fine. thing, right, of course. Well, the other thing with a lot of that sort of um, the stuff from the Bible in particular, right? A lot of times people don't understand how much of that is written in code. You know, they take oh. everything so literally. Yeah, it's heavily symbolic. Like, like it, I... It's a giant leap of faith, no pun intended, to believe that a woman gave birth without intercourse of yeah. some sort, right? right? A virgin birth. Um, however, it's much more likely because the ancient civilizations, ancient Samaria, um, the Egyptians, um, you know, early Hebrew mysticism was very much rooted in the stars. And it's very much more likely that instead of a literal woman who is a virgin – having a birth that she was probably born like the the child was probably born under virgo you know yeah maybe symbolically under a virgin constellation the child was born not that she never had intercourse these other things like um uh you know when when moses was getting mad at the uh uh, you know his people about like uh with the golden calf you know yeah um, there are four fixed constellations in the sky, right? And roughly every 2,000 plus years or so, the sun an, in the equinox rises under a different constellation, right? So in that time, that Jesus-y time, that was when it was coming up, the equinox was in Pisces, right? right? And prior to that, it would have been in Taurus. So when Moses is getting mad at people for... I you know uh, idolatry with a, a golden calf. What he's saying is, hey man, the age of Taurus 
is gone. We're moving forward into the age of Pisces. You know, when Jesus is like feeding people with two fish, it's kind of a coincidence that the symbol for Pisces is two fish. Right. Right. So a lot of these people don't, you know, people take the Bible nowadays to be very, very literal when in fact a lot of it was symbolic code that was only understood by kings. These kings like people, the king of Prague who would hire people like John Dee and Edward Kelly to decipher this information and to embark this wisdom that was literally handed down from the earliest known civilization yeah. of man. And and the cool thing like about this place like where they're saying that um that Edward Kelly and John Dee uh, were doing like these experiments or so, uh, you know performing these alchemies like they say that the tower you walk up these stairs into like this tower and it's apparently like actually where it you know it's it's a replica now with, with replica artifacts and stuff like that um, but it's supposed to be the actual place where they did perform a lot of these experiments and stuff so it's really really cool it is a small museum yeah. Um, just definitely worth visiting if you're into that sort of stuff. And they do the guided tours as well in English, um, which is pretty awesome. And there were only it was only a small tour too, wasn't it? It was only like five of us or six of us. Yeah, it was pretty intimate, and you got to really see, um, you know, a, a a an accurate, or at least it feels like it's an accurate representation of what a an alchemy lab might look like, and. Again, you know, modern day people will look at alchemy and they'll sort of laugh at its sort of primitiveness. But it is in very much, in in very many ways, it's the backbone of modern science. Right. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, anatomy and chemistry and things of that nature, just in the same way that a lot of like astrology and um, the civilizations that are built around the stars gave way to physics and sort of astrophysics like these things were the foundations and they were formulated by societies that as advanced as they were didn't have all the technological might that our current culture has right exactly you know yeah so uh it's really cool it's a really cool place to visit and um you know if you if you walk into it with an open mind I think it might it might turn you on to some stuff that's uh, pretty interesting and, and relevant today. Certainly, especially when you realize that you know modern day, say Christianity and or consumerism has failed to, to provide you happiness in your life. You know, social media provides no happiness in your life. You might there might have been a path that was maybe a little bit more fulfilling than the one we're currently on. Right. Um, so the other place that we visited that was really cool um, that was in the Czech Republic was Huska Castle. Huska sounds like a cool band name as well. <laughs> or like a really dope anime. Huska's Castle, floating oh in the sky, going down the river, um, gonna see a guy. Okay, um... <laughs> You are tired. Huska's Castle um, so on Funimation. Huska's Castle is probably one of the places that we visited that had like the coolest backstory. So Huska Castle is probably is supposed to be one of the most haunted places in the world. Um, it was a little eerie for sure. It was definitely so. Our friend um, 
Azza. 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 Legendary. Shout out to Azza. Um, he suggested we go to this place. Uh, did we? We went here after the festival, didn't we, or before? No, after. We we went no yeah we went after on, on our way back to Prague proper That's proper right. because I almost I almost thought maybe I should uh, propose to you there but then I thought it might be bad juju might be bad so juju so I decided to wait which I'm glad I waited to the alchemy museum yeah. awkward as it were so this castle was built in like the 13th century and and it's weird like things surrounding why it was even built so uh, it wasn't built near any water um no one lived in it it was just built there and apparently according to local legend it was built to trap solely to trap demons so well it it, it, the the location of it poses for you know it's a fort it's a castle right And, and in those days, castles were placed for very strategic reasons, you know, protection of land, uh, the ability to see your enemies, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it had none of those. Right. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. Right. It is built around a giant crevasse uh, that was apparently so deep that they sent someone down there to investigate how deep and they came back up frightened. Uh, I don't remember if they were speaking in tongues, but with white hair. Yeah, they so- like aged overnight yeah so what they would do was because it had this well apparently it's so deep that you physically cannot reach the bottom it just apparently it's the portal to hell um and what they did was they would get they would find prisoners that were obviously imprisoned and they would offer them pardon if they volunteered to go down into this well and they put the first guy they sent down there he'd been down there maybe 10 seconds and he just starts screaming and hollering like let me back up let me back up let me back up and he was only a young guy when he went down and apparently when they pulled him back up he looked as if he'd aged 30 years like he had wrinkled skin his hair was white and that guy in like that one guy they he was so frightened by what he had seen they had to put him in an insane asylum and he died two days later and they have no idea why they couldn't find a cause of death for him what do you reckon was down there I don't know. Apparently, it's the portal to hell. It's been covered up now. Um, what if it was like a some sort of crazy, like, like dinosaur, <laughs> like uh, serpent being, you know, like that was trapped down there, and it? Fr- I mean, that would frighten the shit out of me. You know, imagine, imagine Godzilla was in <laughs> like under Prague, you know, just hanging out, adapted to like sort of living off of whatever's under the earth, you know all these like translucent being, you know, creatures and some prisoner gets lowered on a rope down there and you're just like hanging in your Godzilla layer and fucking dude just comes in uninvited. You give him a little side eye. That would scare me. Yeah. I mean, fucking maybe if I got side eyed by Godzilla, I'd be like, shit. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. Like go, they go did- Godzilla. <laughs> they did do a guided tour, which wasn't in English, which kind of sucked, but they did give you like books um, that were in English, so you could follow through on the tour and you could gather what each room was about. There's some weird stuff in there. It was creepy. Remember that that like art installation they had that was made of flies? It was like a. Paint- I like that. That was cool. It was fucking weird, man. That whole place was like creepy as fuck vibes. But there were like people. It there reminded with me their of like kids. a bush. <laughs> yeah, rem- that 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 fly painting kind of reminded me of like a bush cover. Oh, yeah. Didn't they have Greedy Fly? Was it Greedy Fly? Yeah. Razor Blade Suitcase? 
Greedy Fly was one of their songs. We probably. should start. We should start a Bush cover band. A spoken word. <laughs> Bush in the style but, of slam poetry. <laughs> but you have to be the vocalist because um, you got to speak Bush people. Oh my god, no. Bush people saying Bush. Bush on Bush. <laughs> Bush squared. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so where else did we go in Czech Republic? We went to the uh, Celdec Austria. That horror bar. Oh yeah, we did go to that. Right before everyone fucking fucked up the experience by being jerk faces. Right. So Celtic Ossuaria, most people know it more commonly as the Bone Church. So this is a church that Which is also the name of our bedroom. The Bone Church. Ah! Yeah. Oh my god. Um so <laughs> so this church Let made me of bones anoint you, my child. Is Basically, there's 40,000 human skeletons in there. There's 40,000 human skeletons. You want to talk bad juju? My God. Well, it's a little bit different, though, because it's not like they murdered them for the purpose of making that church, right? No, right. So what what happened was, so in the 13th century, I think it was... um, the abbot, sorry, the abbot of the Seldek, um Monastery, which is Abbot Henry, he travelled over to Jerusalem and he brought back like this thing of earth from the grave of the Lord, apparently, and he scattered it um, across the Seldek Cemetery. And because you know people back there in those days like heavily religious, they still are heavily religious in lots of parts of Europe. Um, everybody wanted to be buried there, and it just got to be that there were so many bodies that they had to dig up bodies to make room for more bodies. So they hired this guy um, to come in and essentially decorate this church with the bodies, like the bones of the dead. Dude, can, I, can we just talk about how cool religion used to be? Yeah, what the fuck, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, like they really, once the Inquisition came around and once like like the Roman, the I feel like, I don't mean, I, I just feel like so much of ancient religion was so rooted in like metal ass ritual. Yeah, that's just, metal just as fuck. Epic, yeah, just epic metal ritual, and and somewhere along the line, like, okay, think about that. Think about you going to church at a bone church. Okay, you probably got dudes that look like uh, the the singer for Ghost. <laughs> in the head of the pulpit, you know, he's doing magic rituals where he's actually like consecrating a piece of a, a loaf, uh, a loaf wafer that is with the power of the the Christ being. You know, he's drawing down energy from the divine. He's he's turning water into wine. He's doing all this crazy magic alchemy shit. And then like fast forward to the dweebs that are at go to church today that they you know they got that the, the drummer behind the plastic you know shield and did, everyone's wearing khakis did and you see? they're singing these they're singing like oh the worst the absolute worst is when they take contemporary songs but they jesus it up you know what my favorite you know video on the internet is have you seen that video you just reminded me when you said the drummer's playing behind like a plastic thing 
they're in the church and they're singing like some Jesus song and the drummer's behind that little perspex thing and that giant fucking wooden cross falls off the walls is like plummets through this drum kit smashes it to pieces everyone's just like Whoa. what the fuck Jesus don't like that tune <laughs> No, because it's lame. It's always like they take like Britney Spears and stuff like hit me baby one more time. It's like hit me Jesus one more time or oh, like um, hit me sky you know, daddy like, one more time. Yeah. Or like, um, <laughs> oh. well, that would actually be at Crucify the bone church. Crucify me that's, daddy. That's, <laughs> yeah. What's another, what's like a popular song that people like now? Cause I don't, I don't listen to new music anymore. I don't. Whatever. They juices it up and it's lame. It's super lame. They wear khakis. It's it's just all the fun's been stripped out of it. No wonder no one goes to church anymore. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. Bring back bone churches and magic and then maybe more people will be into it. So there's uh, in this church as well. I can't remember. It's the sh- I think it's the chandelier that's there when you walk in. Apparently it's got like one of every bone in the human body at least. But it's like multiple. That's pretty cool. But, like, whole right, human right, right. bodies form this fucking chandelier. It's pimp. I, it's cool. I just love the fact that they gave this... Okay, just, just think about this for a moment. And this is, again, this is what was so cool about an, an era gone by where life and death was just treated with a different sort of reverence. They bring this young artist, or this old artist, I don't know what the age of this artist was. They bring him in and they say, hey, man, we got all these bones. We don't know what to do with it. He sits there and he says... I got an idea. And he starts, he's like, hand me one of those femurs. And probably some old priest is like, uh, you want one of these femurs? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, give me the femur. Give me the best femur you got. Gives him a femur. Takes a good long look at it. Takes some, some spackle, you know, slacks, slicks the wall up real good. Sticks that some bitch bone right up on it. He's like a bone like MacGyver. A, He's like a bone MacGyver. He's just like a you know. Remember that? Remember that TV show, This Old House? No. Or this Old Home? No, y'all guys didn't have that there. I don't think so. Yeah, it was like this guy who would go and like do fix him up, or he was like in a PBS, oh, yeah. and he would like fix the house, this old house. Anyways, it was like that, and it, it just goes to town. And you know, you know, the other priests are just sitting around there, being like, "Oh my god, what is he doing? What is he? Is he really sticking those bones to the ball? Why is he sticking the bones?" No, it's very what bohemian. You love wire? it. You love it. Yeah, he's like, amazing. It's going to be fantastic. Just tremendous church. The best church. The church will be wonderful. It's going to be covered in bones. It's going to be great. You're going to have the most attendance. See this, baby? I don't know why. You can fit so many corpses in here. Slaps the wall of the church. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why my priest, my artist, bone artist, turned into <laughs> Trump at some point. But <laughs> tremendous bone, bone church. It's going to be, yeah. <laughs> Which is actually also the name of my autobiography coming <laughs> out this fall. It's the name of my solo album, Bone Artist. Bone Artist. Um, yeah, that place was awesome, but but people ruined it, right? You can't right. take photos of there anymore. Well, because what happened was, and this only happened recently, wasn't it? It's like the end of last year or the start of this year. I think so, yeah. People, these fucking kids, and if you kids are listening to this, fuck you with the whole power of my being. They were, like, going in there and they were, like, touching things. They were, like, putting sunglasses. It does sound silly and funny. Like, oh, I'm going to put sunglasses on this skeleton. That's someone's fucking body, man. Don't fuck with that shit. That is somebody's skull. And you're putting sunglasses on it and taking selfies? Like, fuck off. Like, look, the way I see it is, to me, it's not anyone's body. They're dead. But it's a piece of art. It's a piece of architecture. Yeah, that too. And... 
And what are you actually getting out of doing that? I mean, realistically speaking, like what is the intrinsic value? Sure, you're going to put it on Instagram and your mature friends are going to think you're a dumbass because you are. And your immature friends are going to giggle and they're going to forget it two seconds later. And in the interim, what has occurred is you've ruined the opportunity for everyone else who wanted to come and enjoy this amazing piece of art and maybe take a photo to commemorate the experience so that when they're old, they can look back or they can show their kids this this amazing piece of art. And you took a goddamn selfie with sunglasses on a skull, which, by the way, you can do at fucking Hobby Lobby also. (laughs) And they don't care. Go to Spirit Halloween, you fuckhead. Yes, yes. So, anywho, everyone ruined it because everyone's an idiot and everything sucks in the world. I mean, you can go and take photos, but you have to apply um, four days in advance and they might let you take photos. Yeah. Look, whatever, whatever is able to preserve it, because it's not like people are building bone churches anytime recently. No, exactly. So, you know, these things won't be around forever and we should really take the opportunity to cherish and respect the artistry and the imagery that goes into creating something like this. Yeah. And even if you can't go and take photos and when all this craziness is finished, if you can get over to Europe, go and see it. It is something else like now now something that you a a place that you can maybe lay back and enjoy a little bit more casually is uh you know a a place that maybe doesn't quite have the same level of reverence that the the ostrary has and that's that sweet horror bar that we went to what was that called I don't even remember. So for whatever reason, well, I know what the reason was. You know, it was like a day or two before we went to Brutal Soul and we wanted to find a metal bar, right? We wanted to find a bar where the other where were all the other metal heads at? No. Couldn't th- find them for the first day. I think that was the night that we were looking for the spot where they filmed that AFI film clip. Yeah, the silver and cold. Yeah. And I, did we just stumble we, across we were, it or did we look for it? No, we were going to look for that bar because we wanted to go to a metal bar. Right. Because we were at the little restaurant eating, and I was like, let's go find a metal bar. And so then I started looking up metal bars, and that was one of them. And as we started walking there, it dawned on me that this was the place that they shot that music video. Right. And so on the way back, so we were like, well, let's find it on the way back. Let's go down to the bar first, and then on our way back, we'll find it. And so we went to this cool horror bar that was like, you know, themed with all the classic slashers. I think it had like a giant, you know, Jason Voorhees and Freddy was coming out of the wall and like a Michael Myers maybe and Hell, a pinhead. Yeah. They were playing Slipknot though to like your, to your disgust. Well, yeah, that sucks. But, you know. (laughs) I love Slipknot. Shut up. Luckily, luckily there were enough people talking that I could barely hear that garbage. But that place was super rad and like a little, I mean, I don't know, like so Prague has maintained a sort of um, uh, an oldness to it. You know, it looks it looks like it's a little bit of like time has preserved it. And and this place, albeit as cool as it was, was obviously very modern and and kind of out of place. It felt like a little bit like in, in the 
the other architecture that is like you know the the astronomical clock or like anything in the town square all the the various hogwarts that we came across yeah just 20,000 hogwarts <laughs> so <clears throat> so every time we passed an old castle or church i had to do a video and 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 i realized the irony that i was just complaining about people doing stupid stuff on social media but but this was actually awesome Every time I saw a castle or church, I had to film it and then at the same time film the Harry Potter theme over it. Right. And put it on my story yes. for everyone to enjoy and be annoyed with me. <laughs> it's it's definitely a thing that you did. I think it wore off by like the time we got to Germany. You're like, oh, I'm fucking done now. <laughs> no, not at all. Because I did it in Prague and Prague was after Germany. Was it? There was just, was yeah, two, remember right. we the, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Remember we went to the really big church in Germany? The Berlin Cathedral. Yeah, that place was beautiful. Remember we went to the beer that festival and I stole two cups? Mm, we, we more like... Uh, just walked uh, away. I wouldn't say steal. <laughs> beers. I wouldn't say steal. It was more like... I mean, no, it's not stealing because I had to put a deposit down. Yeah, you're right. So I didn't get my deposit back, but... I got two mugs, so it's fair, Zeus. I guess it's fair. The great thing, the best thing about that German festival, first off, going to a German beer festival in Germany is awesome, in Berlin, right? The other thing was, uh, in the tent where the music <laughs> plays, yes. I heard this chorus that was so familiar to me from my childhood. There's all these voices singing out in unison. Singing sweet Caroline, bum, na bum, la bum. la, and it it warmed my heart to know that even in the motherland, that <laughs> that uh, that tune is still a part of the German drunken tradition. Right, exactly. And that guy had that giant Peppa Pig balloon. Well, of course, you know, <laughs> you don't really get down with the German beer festival if you don't got Peppa Pig hat on. Right. And speaking of Germany as well, the place that we went to in Germany was your idea. The the place. Oh, the, are you talking about the Ramones Museum? No, oh, that too. No, Castle Frankenstein. That was that. Oh, yeah. Well, that was. Yeah. OK, that was in Germany. Um, that was in right outside of Frankfurt. Yeah, we so so basically the the trajectory of our trip we're kind of going out of order, but it, it's fine. Um, was we found that there is an actual Frank the 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 castle that inspired Mary Shelley to write Frankenstein was called Castle Frankenstein in right outside of Frankfurt. Right, and um, I think Frankenstein just means. The Castle of Franks or something to that effect, right? It's like pretty simple. Um, But I don't remember if it was Edward Kelly here as well. But but much like, um, much like in the Alchemy Museum in Prague, there was an alchemist who and and or scientist who lived. Yes, who lived in the castle, and he was reported to have been as part of his experiments digging up bodies and performing these these anatomy experiments and di- dissections which you know I'm sure in those times news travels fast and probably gets to this young writer who decides to to Im- imagine this story in which a scientist takes dead bodies and creates life right he also uh, made a product called Dipple's animal oil 
So basically, he would... Uh, there was a distillation process that he created of various animal parts, um, and he would distill them into this oil or this liquid, literally like fucking snake oil, um, and try and sell it to people as like a universal medicine. Um, obviously didn't take off. People didn't like the taste or the smell, apparently. <laughs> well, I, I would imagine dead animal innards would not be a hot seller. Um, no. You know what he should have done? I, I didn't know this. Did you know um, the term riding your broomstick? Do you know what that comes from? I think you discussed this on Grindhouse, I remember. I did. So so apparently I was told by our friend Christine that in ye olden times, what what women um, who practiced you know forms of paganism and witchcraft would do is they would create this this Sorry, there's a jerk off in a loud car and so far away from us. Um, they would create this weird. They would create this sort of ointment, which yes. what, the reason it reminded me of that is I'm sure it's made of some sort of animal byproduct, right? But they would infuse inside of it uh, some sort of like psychotropic, whatever. I don't know if it's peyote or mushrooms or something of something that sort, great, right? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> and then they would lather. They would lather their the broomsticks, right? And they would get naked, and they would get they would get a fire going, and they would ride their broomsticks. Wow. And essentially, it was like a it was like a way to get off and trip at the same time. It would actually I give them, some, them I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> just make sure to wash it. You don't want to have that empty rice cooker smell. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> but anyways, if you ever want to ride the broomstick, get yourself some snake oil. With some psychotropics in it and uh, go for a fly. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving right along from um, <laughs> from that. Uh, Amsterdam, which is at the start of our trip. Um, That's right. And also the end. We ended there. Oh, we did end there as well, didn't we? Um, I, I, still, I still lament that we never went to a cafe. I know. It just didn't happen. I don't know how that we kept missing it. You know what it was? It wasn't that much of a priority because there was so much cool stuff in Amsterdam that like, and I'm from California or I live in California now. And so like, you know, f- legal weed is not really that big of a deal yeah, for me that's anyway. True. Yeah. And you're not really a partaker of it anyhow. So it was kind of like, yeah, it would be cool to do, but we could also do like 10 other things. Instead, we went to Body World's. That was something else. That was very cool. So so maybe describe for everyone what Body World is. Okay. Because so. you're talking about Amsterdam, <laughs> and that could mean a couple different things. So there was a museum. I think it's still there. Um, but I, th- I thought it was only a temporary science museum, but it might still be there. So there's this um, <clears throat> scientist called Dr. Gunther von Hagen, and he used to have a show called Anatomy for Beginners. And he had created this process of plastic, almost plasticizing um, human bodies so that he could perform mm-hmm. um, autopsies on them and keep them preserved, like for students and stuff. And I've, I've got it on DVD. It's very cool. But they did a museum of some of these plasticized bodies and body parts, which was called Body World. So you can go in there and look at, like real human bodies and organs and... Um, all sorts of stuff like that. That was very, very cool. 
Yeah, it was really, really cool. And um, it was really convenient because it rains a lot in Amsterdam. Oh, my so God. So we managed to get in right before the rain. Yes. And before we got completely soaked. But it was it's a, it's beautiful in its grotesqueness. Yes. Um, but there was... But that wasn't the only body museum that we went to in Amsterdam. No, we went to... What was that one called? I think there was one that was just called the Sex Museum. Is it just called the Sex Museum? Yeah. So it's basically... I think so. I still have the brochure at my house. <laughs> it's, um, it's basically a museum about um, human sexuality and the history of prostitution in Amsterdam and all that sort of stuff. So there's some pretty cool like artifacts from like... I'm not sure how many years ago it was, a long time ago, when prostitution was, like, very, very common as, like, you know, a career path, I guess. I mean, it still is now. It's the red light. I mean, but... Well, the red light light district is still operational. Obviously, we went explore that as well. Yeah. Oh, we did go through there. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we didn't didn't explore it. We did go to that peep show, though. We did go to the peep show, yeah. Yeah. So, it's a weird thing, too, because I always find this... Um, I I find it both, you know, it's still it's still odd to my my American sensibilities and like in spite of myself, you know, but I also also sort of find it. Um, I don't know if I, reassuring is the right refreshing maybe. Like the way sexuality is treated in Europe is so much more chilled out Lip- than it is in America. Like they're people, more liberal. Like, well, people just act like they've seen a nude body before. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Like in America, like. I mean, I'm sure the ladies who listen to this can attest, like, how many dudes you hear talking about, you know, wanting to see your vajayjay and, and your, your bobs and stuff like that, you know? Bobs and vagine. Yeah, your bobs and vagine. But it's like, in Europe, it feels like, okay, even the most attractive person you've seen, if you see them naked, it's like, cool. But that's it. It's yeah. like, there's no, I mean, look, I, I don't want to oversimplify it. I'm sure there's plenty of douchebags there as well like at everywhere but um probably the it tourists. just feels huh what now i said probably the tourists yeah yeah but but certainly like when you walk the red lights district it is at least for me decidedly non-sexual did you yeah. feel that as well yeah it's it's no okay it's not it doesn't seem dirty no, it definitely does not seem right. Dirty. Nor, nor would I think it. You know, I mean, uh, again, I we've talked on the show before. I think that that we we champion and respect yeah. sex work of all sorts, but um, it just feels not like a big deal. Yeah, I it's guess. just a thing that is there. Yeah, it's just there. You walk around. People are on the phone or talking to people or whatever. And, you know, they're in relatively scantily clad outfits and it's just people walking. And I mean, honestly, it, uh, you know, we're walking down. It's only about two blocks, right? We're walking down like all these blocks of these women at the doorway or in the windows. And, like the strangest thing to me was the thing that was like I was having a real difficulty wrapping my head around was why there were whippets on the ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people had just been inhaling. We call them nangs. They're called what? Nangs? We call them nangs. Like soda okay. bulbs. We call them nangs. Do you, do you like nangs? <laughs> do you like nangs? Oh, do I like nangs? Yes, I like nangs. Just good. They're tip top. I'm just not sure about the color. <laughs> Maybe I've just confused like three lines <laughs> from three different movies there. Go me. Hooray. <laughs> no, I think that was all the same one. No. Oh, no, it is different. Like, do you like yeah, dogs? A- and then he's like, talking about the caravan in like completely different section. It's fine. 
Oh yeah, it's tip top. Just not sure about the color. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's my that's my excellent British accent. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. But but I don't think we should. Oh, go ahead. No, you're right. No, I was gonna say like as cool as I mean I think it's definitely worth exploring because I think it's it's really important to get a sense of sexuality and sex work in a manner that is not like through an American lens. Yes. You know, but but uh, I'd be remiss if I glossed over the fact that we also got to see a Banksy exhibit. We did in that one of the museums cool. in Amsterdam. That was pretty that was awesome. Really rad. That was the most yeah. like wholesome thing we did on that trip. Um. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's one of the most wholesome things I've done ever. <laughs> Such an art gallery. How wonderful. Um, but I thought as well, since we're trying to like virtually travel by means of our podcast, I thought I would talk about some yeah. some weird places I've been in Japan that you haven't been to. I, well, I haven't been to any places in Japan, right. so they're all weird to me and or foreign. Right. So... <clears throat> uh, the first one I want to talk about is, like, my favorite thing I've ever been to in Japan. Oh, my God. Um, is a festival in Kawasaki called Kanamara Matsuri, um, which literally translates to Festival of the Steel Phallus. Okay. So... <laughs> so they've heard of me, have they? <laughs> heard of me, have you? Um, so... This festival takes place, like, I think it's the first Sunday in April. So it was around my birthday when I went, which is lovely. Um, appropriate. Appropriate. Um, and how it started was, I believe, in... Oh, I can't even remember what year. Many, many years ago. Um, there was this particular shrine, um, Kaneyama Shrine. Um, I think it was, like, back to, like, the 1600s or something like that. Um, prostitutes mm. would go and pray there. At late at night, um, you know, under the veil of darkness, uh, and pray right. for protection against like uh, venereal diseases or like misfortunes that would, you know, come upon them yeah, for course. being yeah, ladies of the night and all that sort of stuff. Um, but then over the years, it's sort of progressed into a festival um, that celebrates people of various like sexual orientations or like gender identifications or like. Uh, you know, all different kinks, like all that sort of stuff. Basically, any sort of what they would classify as like a sexual minority, particularly in Japan, which is such an oppressed country, which we, which strangely enough, is extremely sexually liberated um, now. Um, but um, the coolest and most fun thing about this festival is everything shaped like penises. So it's like your dream. It was like my dream in a festival on my birthday in Japan. It's like my favorite place in the world with dicks. So <laughs> you'd walk down the streets and they'd have like these giant mikoshi, which is like um, big like floats, and they would have like just these fucking giant pink dicks just like going down. And they're like chanting hey hey hey, like carrying these giant shrines with just giant penises jutting out of them. Kids walking on the street eating like dick-shaped ice creams or lollipops and stuff. No one gives a shit. It's extremely good luck. Dicks everywhere. Yeah, because you shouldn't. You shouldn't care because it's not a big deal. Like, the naked body is not a big deal, man. Like, I, I, there's this... I, I, it has always seemed odd to me. And look, 
I also don't believe that we should desexualize the human body because that, that's right. like a it's like a very American sort of like leftist liberal sort of mentality, right? Like you remove all sexuality from the human body and somehow that's going to solve that's going to keep atrocities from occurring and you know no one bothers to touch capitalism but you know let's just stop sexualizing the body you can still be sexually attractive to a body and not act like an asshole yeah you know it's just like you could celebrate that like why do we pretend like we don't have genitalia or you know breast or nipples or any of that stuff like it's not that big of a deal you could even find a person attractive you can see a nude body and find it completely and totally arousing and still not act like a total and complete rube who yeah who's never seen a nude body before right and and i'm not just talking to you men i've seen those dancing bear videos online i know how you women act at a hen party Uh, you're not getting free of it i've seen the thunder from down under you know act like you've fucking been there before come on guys settle (laughs) down how are we ever going to get nude beaches in America if you guys can't stop acting like assholes? Yes. Calm your shit. Free the nip 2020. Calm your shit and um, free the nip 2020. <laughs> that is that is nipples I would vote for this election. Yeah. It's better than the options we have. Sorry. The last couple places I have are restaurants, um, which are great. Um, Alcatraz ER is dope. It is one of the coolest places I've ever been in Japan in a restaurant so essentially you go in and it's set up like a jail and i took my brother here so um you go in and you get ushered into like a little prison cell and they shut the door and like you um all of the food and drink are themed like um i don't know we like brains and like i got a drink that was served with a vibrator and like this little cute japanese girl like a school uniform comes out once again (laughs) Hey. This is your dream. Yeah, right. A drink with a vibrator <laughs> and this- served by a cute Japanese girl. I'm pretty sure you've expressed this uh, dream to me before. <laughs> um, and as she's handing me the drink, she's like, this is my vibrator. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Dope. Oh, see, well, that's where, that's where it differs from your previous dreams because I'm pretty sure you would be the captain in that scenario. <laughs> But they have, like, um, drinks that had... Uh, there was one that had a banana in it, and it's got, like, stuff dripping on it. It looks like it's supposed to be a dick. Like, there's one that had anal beads in it. Like, it was pretty cool. It was really fun. Um, there was another restaurant that was very, very similar, um, which was uh, Lock Up. Um, Lock Up was a little bit cooler in the sense that halfway through your meal, they turn all the lights off. And a guy runs down the hall with a fucking chainsaw <laughs> and like I don't think I would be into that as much. It's fun. Um, I got to drink my drink out yeah. of an IV. I had rice yeah. shaped like I mean, See, okay, so here's the thing that I'm 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 bumping on a little bit. I'm a little confused. Like so they're equating prisons in America and sexuality, and I I'm not quite sure how i should rectify that in my brain and chainsaw like, guys like you're well like you're in alcatraz but but it's it's like drinks with sex toys and i don't see the ER. correlation uh, okay what is er like the, like an emergency room. room it's like a jail insane okay. asylum yeah but 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 why is there why are there sex things 
there. Fucking hashtag. Why aren't Japan? there like? Why aren't there like like shanks made of soap? Um, blood in, oh. blood out. Oh, oh. Um. <laughs> Vato locos forever. Um, I don't, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to. The clearly. <laughs> Uh, but they're really fun. Um, Alcatraz ER and Lockup, both very, very cool restaurants. The last restaurant that I had um, was called uh, Kichi Georgi Yuri, uh, which is like an old style oh, yes. izakaya, but it's supposed to be a a death bar. No, what is it? What is an izakara? An izakaya is basically like they're really common in like olden times Japan. So. Um, and they still do have them now, uh, not as commonly, but uh, you would walk down like a street and there'll be all these like little um, booths set up where you can get a quick beer and a quick bite and then be on your way, like go home from work or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, this one was an izakaya, but it's like a death bar. So you go in and like you, I, I think it was like you ordered food and like the waitresses were dressed up as like yokai. So, like, ghosts, but they would tell you, like, how they died, like, while you're trying to order food. I went to this restaurant, and this one, <laughs> this Japanese businessman took a shining to me and kept asking me well, if my that's... name was Angelina. I would see that. You got a little um, bit of an Angelina Jolie thing going on. But he was trying to feed me food from his mouth, and it was sad, and I hated it. Well, maybe he thought you didn't have the ability to chew and he was being nice. No, not when it's fucking ume, like pickled plum. I don't want to eat pickled plum at all, let alone pickled plum from a stranger's mouth. Like, Listen, we don't kink shame on this show. If that's your kink, <laughs> to be fed pickled plum from a stranger businessman naming, calling you Angelina, then we support your right. You do you. No judgment here. <laughs> March we'll march along with you. Um but that was But ask consent first. <laughs> yes, definitely ask for consent first before you fucking try and feed someone from your mouth. A stranger no less. Um but like when you want to order food or drinks you have to like pull on this little spider that's like hanging from the ceiling and it like flashes and makes noise and It all goes back to Michaels. <laughs> to, yeah, well that's essentially yes. Hobby lobby. <laughs> Um, but that place is really cool. I actually don't know if this one's if this one's open anymore. Kichi Joji Yuri, so I'd have to look it up. Um, but that was that was a really cool one. Just like a little ghost themed bar. That was a good time. It sounds fun. Yeah, it does sound fun. And, and and you know, like if if this COVID period has has kind of bummed you out, and this idea of of travel just seems like. It's never going to happen again. You know, take the opportunity to do some traveling virtually. Take some time to do some traveling in the in the realms of your own imagination. And and hopefully, if everyone will start wearing their fucking mask, we will actually get an opportunity to do this kind of travel again. Yes. And go to weird bars and get naked. Because clearly, this seems to be the theme of all of Miss Ophelia's locations. <laughs> <laughs> I think she really just wants everyone to never wear clothes again. Pretty convinced of it. I mean, listen. Free the nip 2020. Hashtag. So if you're friends of ours in real life, just, I guess, progress with warning of what happens when you enter into the... Uh, the Oscuro what was that house. Church, what was the church... Yeah, what was the church joke I made earlier? 
<laughs> the fucking, I don't know. Is it the Bone Church? Fucking Bone Wizard or something. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I can't even remember my bone own jokes Daddy, anymore. Fucking something bone like that. Magic. Get anointed. Anyways. What you make this bone decision? Anyways, guys. There's a bunch of cool places in the world. We've been to a few of them. We'd like to share them with you. Share us with you. Share with us your stories. Do you have any more places you want to talk about? Because I don't know if you do. No, no. This is it. If we get, if we get, a hundred likes when we post this on our Instagram on the post for this episode, I'll post photos. Ms. Ophelia will show her boobs. No, I'll post photos of the Japanese man trying to feed me plums from his mouth. (laughs) Oh, that's it. Feels very fair. That's a fair thing to do because Instagram would block your nipples anyway. Um, but thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this little trip down memory lane. We hope that through our stories, we've not only given you a little bit of a trip to a, a location far, far away, but potentially aroused you. That's okay. We're okay with it's that. It's a safe place. Maybe we've – it's a safe place. It's a loving place. It's an accepting place. It's a place that does a little ASMR sometimes too when you when you're really kind of feeling like – really want to hear a soft voice whispering into the phone and then maybe sometimes you'll get aroused by it and that's okay too we don't mind <laughs> anyways so thank you everyone we really appreciate you listening please let us know some of the cool places that you've been to maybe some places that we haven't been to yet and that we should visit and you know until next time when the world opens up and is, and is a place of travel once again until then you can join us every Thursday or Friday or Saturday, depending on when I'm working, <laughs> and be part of our little loving, safe circle of love and trust. So thank you, guys, and until next time, adios. Bye. Don't wait down the holiday road